Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are in the world and what time it is when you're tuning in. This is Perrin Desports, and I'm your host for the Group Practice Accelerator podcast from Polaris Healthcare Partners. If you're an entrepreneurial dentist or other healthcare provider, and you're interested in building a successful group practice, you found your primary resource for some of the industry's best business education. My partner, DeWalker Sinha, and I have decades of experience helping people just like you launch, scale, and ultimately exit successful group practices. In short, we create clarity, confidence, and results. Well, welcome everybody to season two, episode 38 of the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. This is going to be quite an episode. I'm joined behind the microphones by Dr. Mark Costas, and we spend some time with Rachel Wall. Rachel is the founder and CEO of a company called Inspired Hygiene. Many of you know her. She has been on the lecture circuit for well over a decade, done phenomenal work with predominantly solo uh, practices across the United States. I have a vast amount of experience with her going back to my Patterson days. That being said, she started to make quite an impact, or she and her team have started to make quite an impact in the group practice space. That's emerging groups that are doctor founded and debt funded, all the way up to some of the big brand names that are private equity backed. Honestly, I kinda overlooked the hygiene department. I know I'm guilty of overlooking things just like some of you are. There is a lot, a lot of untapped potential in your hygiene department for you general dentists out there. Rachel's gonna unpack a wealth of information. This is a fun interview between me and Mark and Rachel, and we cannot wait for you to hear it. So buckle up, get your popcorn ready through another wonderful cup of that Mila coffee. The Group Practice Accelerator podcast is on the air. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Downpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Costas. How are you guys doing today? I hope you're fantastic out there in podcast land. All right, this is part two of my discussion with Perrin Desports and Rachel Wall, where we go over um, some of the things that make a hygiene department spectacular and not a lost leader, but a profit center within your dental practice. Rachel has tons and tons of experience doing this live and in person in dental practices. She has a very successful company that does this for, um, for dentists all over the United States. And uh, she has a wealth of knowledge. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you get some great tips as far as how to significantly improve your hygiene department. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Perrin, um, I want to take this to you for a second. How often do you see um, small groups that want to scale to mid-level and larger DSOs miss the whole boat when it comes to hygiene? Um, prob- I would, the, the answer to that is an, with an alarming degree of regularity mm-hmm. and, and just listening to Rachel talk. I mean, so full disclosure to the audience. I mean, again, I, I've known Rachel for, I think about 25 years now. And when I ran the Charlotte branch of Patterson, Rachel's company and, uh, is headquartered in Charlotte and, and she and her husband live in Charlotte. And I got to see up close and personal some of the work that they did with some of our best customers at Patterson. So I got to see the output of her work. And then as I transitioned out of that, 
and into more of a group practice focus with the prior company and now with Polaris, kind of shame on me for not thinking of her first as it relates to being a better resource for emerging group practices. And then here she comes out of the gate swinging, talking about some of the great impact that she's made. And, you know, I should have been ahead of that and I wasn't. Um, I, I will be now. And the the other thing is listening to her talk um, about this, every group wants to grow and scale and they chase new patients as a revenue source. Mm-hmm. And just hearing her talk through this, it, it really leads me to conclude that, you know, I can look at the numbers and I can see that if you've got, you know, 35% hygiene concentration, you probably have a doctor problem in terms of doctor development and skill. And the, and the, opposite of that would be that if you're 85% clinically driven and 15% hygiene, you have another problem there. You know, I can get behind the numbers and see that, but I can also understand what she's talking about here is that taking a second pass at your hygiene department from top to bottom and thinking through the systems, what's the old adage, your best prospect is your current customer mm-hmm. in sales. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens in a healthcare environment. And with a little bit of retooling, a little bit of refocus, and arguably team collaboration for engagement purposes, if you're running a general dentistry group, this may be one of your biggest areas of untapped potential right now. And yeah. it's sitting there waiting for the yep. taking. You know, I mean, yep. Rachel, do you want to talk about just some of those like early wins you've seen in, in small groups and some of the, uh, without naming names, the larger yep. enterprises that you've worked with? Because you've really hit it out of the park on a couple of these. So, yeah, and we'll share. Um, I know we've got some accompanying PDF that'll go along with this where I'll share some of that, too. Mm-hmm. So um, so one in particular, um, a dental group that was owned by a specialist who was very engaged, by the way, excellent leader, excellent culture, uh, but, you know, had had acquired some practices with some doctors that um, just had not had a lot of mentoring or direction in the past. We'll just put it that way. But we're there on board and we're ready to support the hygienist and growing and all of that. And, uh, you know, being able to calibrate them uh, with a strong clinical leader was incredible. I mean, they doubled their perio percentage. They increased their perio, active periotherapy by 14 times. Whoa. Um, Holy yeah. Cow. And they, and they got a 15 X ROI on their investment with coaching. And so I went through today and, and, you know, there, there are outliers, right. And everything that we do in the, in the folks that you guys work with as well, but I just, we're working on aggregating some of our data. So I just looked at 10 clients today that have worked with us this year and their average increase in monthly hygiene production was 37%. Uh, most of the, the average was they doubled their perio percentage. So the reason why that happens is not because we go in and we say, okay, you need to increase your period percentage. You're not diagnosing enough. It's because we help the hygienists discover for themselves that there's opportunity to grow in the care that they're providing for patients. And then we give them the space and their, their leader gives them the space to say, all right, we, you know, like you said, parent, when we know better, we do better, right? When we, when we have the information and we see like, okay, here's the evidence there there's, I don't know how you can question the volume of evidence that surrounds the oral systemic link and how periodontal disease influences our patients, our, our own, you know, overall health. 
So we lead with that. We lead with the hygienist discovering that potential and then say, okay, what do you need? What, what do you need to, in, to accomplish this? We're here to provide some systems and processes and verbal skills because a lot of times they're nervous about, it, it's not intentional neglect. It's just, there's no system or everybody's confused. Everyone's trying to do things differently, right? You, I know Dr. Mark, you teach systems like, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the Holy grail because it makes things repeatable and it takes away that uncertainty, mm-hmm. um, you know, for getting the results you're looking for. And a lot of times they're afraid to tell their patients that they've been seeing for 10 years that I'll, you know, now you have disease. So we give them the tools to be successful in that and help them discover that this is a track, not only for increasing your, your production, but increasing your fulfillment in your career and the impact that you make on patients. Yeah, you know, Rachel, really, one, uh, if, Mark, if I can ahead. just say one other thing, yes, I, and uh, I, again, having seen some of her work in the solo practice space, going back to my Patterson days, the results she's talking about are not temporary. I mean, from my lens and and working with those customers and knowing some of them personally as well as I do, it is performance that is sustained for the long haul. So this is not a temporary uh, fix or a a Band-Aid approach or something like that. One other thing I would tell you, when we do strategic planning sessions with our clients and we go through a lot of stuff in terms of annual planning. And one of the the parts of that planning process is a SWOT analysis, right? We've all done strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. SWOT analysis helps you hone in on, on what you're going to focus on in the coming year. I can't think of one, not one, <laughs> that I have been through or led in the opportunities category that said, I think we have an opportunity in the hygiene department. And, and like after this conversation, you know, we're going to do annual planning sessions in another 90 days with a lot of clients. This will be in the top three questions that I have. And if the answer is, I don't know, I think we're doing pretty good. That's probably a, a, a yes, it is an opportunity and we need to take a second look, honestly. And, yeah. and I would say, just do that. Just take a look. I mean, you're, you, you owe it to your patients, you owe it to yourselves and to your team is just take a look because I will tell you, like, we're going to tell you where you're doing really well and we can do a, you know, look under the hood. If you want to call it that we actually call it our hygiene growth roadmap. So, you know, we look at multiple systems within the hygiene department and there's going to be some things that are pretty strong. And we like that. We like when we see that you're like, you're doing really well with this. Keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And then here are some areas where you have opportunity to grow and we'll give them some short term kind of quick wins that they can really work on. That'll start that engine and some longer term strategic things that they can either work on with their hygiene director, um, you know, with their own leadership team, or they can, you know, engage us to help facilitate some of that. But I, I'm with you. I would say at least take a look. Yeah. Uh, I would say, you know, um, my theory on part of the reason that, hygienists leave and, and people in general is a lot of the times that the, what they're hearing over and over again is we have to hit our numbers. We have to see this number of patients. We have to decrease the amount of time that you're actually seeing patients because yeah. we need to increase the turnover. We need to increase the, the gross revenue so that we can be more profitable. And I think a message is lost there because as business owners, those are things that are extremely important. And that, that, that is just a scorecard, right? 
if that was just slightly tweaked to say we need to care for more people at a deeper level, I think that that you're not really changing anything as right. far as um, the overall result. In fact, you might be enhancing the results to increasing the top line and the bottom line. But what you're saying is you're changing this message just ever so slightly. People are clinicians and caregivers because they want to mm-hmm. help people, right? And if right. you're driving home this oral systemic link that, that we all know is there that says, okay, look, the, the mouth is connected to the rest of the body. Here are 15 yep. studies that say that if you have chronic um, untreated you know, infection that's happening in your mouth, it's going to increase your, your incidence of diabetes and heart disease and cardiac disease, et cetera. Um, That is something that we can wrap our heads around. And once we embrace that idea, which we all know is true because we're physicians of the oral cavity and they are specialists, hygienists are specialists in caring for this particular disorder. um, If we can really, really get the narrative correct and communicate that effectively, I think everybody will be so much more fulfilled in in their positions and you won't have that potentially that turnover. Absolutely. And and I would say that's exactly how we lead right in our coaching engagements. Mm -hmm. You know, certainly there are goals and that does come up, but we don't lead with that. We lead with the what, what does a healthcare professional want to do? They want to have time to care for their patient. Hey, Doc, do you want to accelerate your learning curve on how to build an elite level business? Get ready for the most in-depth, comprehensive strategy training for growing and scaling a group practice and DSO. We here at the Dental Success Institute are thrilled to collaborate with Polaris Healthcare Partners on October 5th through the 7th for the Scaling from Clinician to CEO Summit to be held at the Sheraton Denver Downtown Hotel in Denver, Colorado. Get real-world tactical information on growth strategies to buy and build, systemizing and calibrating group practices, legal structures for scale, DSO marketing and analytics, banking and capital structures for growth, culture and alignment, and much, much more. The founders of Polaris, Perrin Desportes and DeWalker Sinha, are some of the most knowledgeable and accomplished DSO strategists in the industry, and they are my trusted go-to advisors for all things related to DSOs. Seating is extremely limited to only 150 attendees. Visit PolarisHealthcarePartners.com to register and save your spot today. PolarisHealthcarePartners.com. Look forward to seeing you in Denver. So tactically speaking, can you tell us what, what it looks like then when you come into a practice? Just, 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 a, just a quick overview of how long... Uh, you speak to the doctors versus the hygienists. Is it a one, two, three day experience? Mm-hmm. What does it look okay. like? Sure. So the first thing that we do is that hygiene growth roadmap. Mm-hmm. So we do that. Um, if a client goes into coaching, sometimes they choose to do that to start, right? Just to see like, is there really enough opportunity for me to invest in this? You know, where, where are we going? Uh, but the hygiene growth roadmap is the beginning because it helps us, it helps show, it helps us see what's really happening in the hygiene department, or at least as much as we can see virtually. Uh, and it also creates a baseline, right, that you can grow from. Uh, then we have a series of 
uh, virtual meetings like this with the doctor. We review that hygiene growth roadmap, get their input on that, where they, what their goals are, what they um, see as opportunities for growth and hygiene. And then we talk to the team and give the team an opportunity to share what they feel like is working well, uh, what they want to work on. And also we give them an opportunity to share uh, where, if they're nervous or anxious about inspired hygiene coming into their practice, because I mean, that's, that's normal, right? You've got someone from the outside coming in that's supposed to be an expert to like watch you. So, I mean, that's going to make anybody nervous. So we try to just kind of get that out of the way, you know, right in the beginning, like, what are you anxious about and kind of clear the air there. And then, um, and then the coach shows up in their practice. We're typically there the first time for about two days. Our engagements are anywhere from four months to 12 months to three or four years. We have some clients that have stayed with us over and over. And Perrin, um, just as a slight aside, you're right. At some level, those results do stay in place. And we know that there's changes right within the practice, whether it's hygienist or that kind of thing. So we see year after year after year growth when they can stay consistent and stay committed and stay on track. So, um, Typically, the first visit is at two days, and we we are there to observe, uh, but we're also there to just get to know the team and build relationships. You know, we it, we've got to build trust. We've got to have them trust that we have everybody's interest in mind, and we can be um, kind of the liaison between the doctor or the practice manager and the hygiene team, and also be an advocate for the hygiene team. It's interesting how many times the hygienist will say. You know, we just, they won't let us order any instruments and look at these dull ultrasonic tips. And then I go to the doctor and the doctor's like, we've never said that. <laughs> if they need something, they can order it. Yeah. So I don't know, like maybe somebody was stressed out one day and said in a meeting, <laughs> like, we're not ordering anything for a while. And then it just, you know, they just dealt with what they had and the tools are not, uh, they're not appropriate for the care that we're asking them to deliver. So we can be the advocate and kind of have some of those conversations too. Um, and then we do some clinical calibration with the hygiene team and the doctors that afternoon. Like, how are they probing? Are they reading the probe the same? Are they reading x-rays the same? And, and then, uh, and then the, the next day we have a entire day workshop. And um, sorry, there is a gigantic motorcycle right outside of my window. It. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You could have blamed loud. that on Perrin. Uh, oh, I was about yeah, to say. Right? I, mean, yeah. you, I don't know what that you, is. Did, did your never husband Matt just drive off? Or, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, never heard it before. Okay, so so then a full team workshop. And it again, it, yeah, it's not the hygienist sequestered in the staff lounge with the coach. Mm-hmm. It's everybody. And And even, and I will tell you, that is one of the keys to... Uh, multi-location group success as well. This this owner invested in the entire, all four locations being there together, learning together, building relationships. And I will say that is that is a key to their success. And it's expensive to do that, right? Like you look at our coaching and not, not only our coaching, but shutting down your practice for a day. Yeah. You know, that's a big investment and commitment. But I will tell you that that the, the practices that are willing to do that are going to get the biggest results. In fact, we don't, um, you know, for for a large group, you know, we have to be reasonable. A hundred percent of the people may not be there that day, but our goal is a hundred percent participation, and absolutely the doctors and the hygienists and um, key business team members. And then for a one or two location group, yeah, absolutely, everybody needs to be there because this is not just hygiene is just not in a silo, right? Like. 
the the business team has to be able to present the financial piece of this treatment that they're that they're putting together and they have to believe it just as much as the clinicians do that this is a value for the patient. So then after that visit, we have, you know, regular Zoom meetings where we're we're hearing about their success and their struggles, helping them kind of clear up some of those obstacles, answer questions. Uh, we've got, you know, some subject matter experts on our team and in our kind of network if we need to bring somebody in to coach them in a specific area. And then typically the next visit in the in the year-long program we now start talking about how can the hygienist get calibrated with the doctor and support the doctor. So that, you know, infection, oral infection isn't just periodontal disease, right? I mean, think about all the periapical abscesses and all mm-hmm. of those things that are also contributing to heart disease and diabetes and strokes and all of that. So we've got to, if this isn't, if this is not just about establishing a perio program, although that's a big thing that drives hygiene revenue, mm-hmm. um, these numbers don't even include the revenue that they're driving to the doctor's chair because we help them establish a very clear hygiene doctor handoff so that when the doctor goes in, everything is prepared and they can take a breath and focus for a short period of time and, and not have to kind of do the song and dance and, and, and figure out what is the patient's problem or what's the next issue that needs to be addressed. Um, it's already prepared and ready for them. That is wonderful. That sounds so good. I want to do it. Tomorrow. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, can I, can I have ahead, maybe yes. one more thing on this? You know, is so all three of us are business owners, right? And we all listen to the same newscasts or read the same newspapers. Not really, but we all hear the same things and our, our customers, our clients do as well. And you, you know, you hear about prognostications around recession and certainly inflation and everything like that. And we always talk with our clients about, you know, it's going to be an opportunity for growth. And I do believe that. I also believe in just in this conversation, this has really made me think about uh, general dentistry groups in, in a slightly different way, which is that if things do turn down, what can you control? What can you invest in to create greatest amount of impact or sustainability in your business? And if there is untapped potential to make investment of time and some dollars and some resources in arguably a, an area of, uh, of greatest magnitude of impact within your four walls, this would probably be it. And if mm-hmm. it also helps you to retain hygiene client, uh, uh, hygiene patients on a more consistent basis, you probably build more of a, a, a floor against downside risk in the coming year as well. I mean, there is a lot to be said on making a strategic impact just in this one area alone. I mean, there are things that on this conversation that it really hadn't struck me and I hadn't thought about, but it's been really educational for me. Yeah. yeah and I, I'll say 2008 was a huge tipping point for inspired hygiene. We were extremely busy and um, for that exact reason. And mm-hmm. the dentists that we were working with uh, during that time were very fortunate to have trusted advisors who could see that, hey, here's an here's an area that you've never even looked at, you know, and now's the time to invest in that. And it really helped, um, you know, bolster their practice during that time and something that wasn't 100 percent doctor related work. Right. 
Yeah. It's yep. nice to be around a, a group of people that actually experienced the 2008 situation. For <laughs> for many of the millennials that I hang out with, they're like, what happened in 2008? Like, well, <laughs> it wasn't awesome. I'll tell you later. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. it was a long awesome. story that we'll have over a beer <laughs> later. Um, but uh, the next time we'll all be together, I'm super excited. Perrin, I'm going to put this on you to kind of talk about what's happening on October 5th through the 7th uh, when we get to join forces in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, you bet, Mark. So we're, um, as your audience has heard us talk about, and our audience on the Group Practice Accelerator podcast has heard, um, we're hosting a conference in Denver, the uh, October 5th through 7th, called Scaling from Clinician to CEO. And Rachel and her crew at Inspired Hygiene are one of the sponsors of that conference. And we're thrilled about that relationship just in and of itself on the conference, but also the working relationship that I know is going to come out of that. So for those who are in the audience for both podcasts or, or any other and are, are listening to this and are finding a lot of uh, pearls of wisdom. And there's certainly been a lot. You're going to have full access to Rachel for about two and a half days to to pick her brain, to learn more things from her. She's going to be there live with us. And, and I know there's going to be a, a lot of good growth coming out of that. So this will be the the first step with her and, and what will hopefully be many more to come and making a greater impact in, in all of our 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 worlds and with all of our clients. So thanks, Rachel, to you and your crew for for uh, being a part of it. We're super thrilled to have you. Yeah, yeah, we're thrilled to be there. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Just go to PolarisHealthcarePartners.com for more information. And actually, there's a sign up link there as well. But uh, I can't wait to see you up on stage, Rachel, and uh, to pick your brain actually. And uh, right back at you as well, Perrin. It's going to be an incredible event. I can't wait to see you guys. Mark, thanks for having us on again today. I know I've worn out my welcome on your uh, on your show as of Never. late. You've been a great <laughs> friend of ours and, uh, and vice versa too. And we're super excited about uh, the October event. Great collaboration. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks once again to Rachel Wall and Perrin Desports. Well, that was surely a lot of fun, and I hope you got a lot out of uh, our interview with Rachel Wall. She is a tour de force and, and really a wealth of information, and again, I can't thank her enough. I know Mark and I both feel we can't thank her enough uh, for spending a little bit of time with us, both on the podcast, but also at the uh, upcoming summit uh, in Denver, which if you're when you're listening to this is probably only about a week away. I wanted to take a quick second before we wrap up today's show and recognize three of our bronze sponsors, and they are John Fiddler of Fiddler and Associates, Scott Aberman from Ide Bailey, the accounting firm Ide Bailey, and Patterson Dental overall, specifically. Uh, and Andy and Linda out of their uh, special markets division. First off, John Fiddler. John is a guy that y'all probably know, most of you in the audience probably know by now. I've had him on the uh, podcast before, and he's a, a former industry colleague of mine back in our Patterson days. He ran the Austin, Texas branch when I ran Charlotte, and we were in the same working group and got to know one another real well. And we actually left the company about the same time, oddly enough, unbeknownst to either one of us. John has built a really unique business. And if you don't know him, you're going to know him uh, if you're building a group because he does executive recruiting and placement. So think about this for a second. You're building a group, you're leading the group because you're probably the founder of the group. You're wearing a lot of different hats uh, and you're focused on attracting and retaining associates because they are the main productive engine of the business. 
understandable. At some point, you're going to reach a level where you're going to need arguably some executive leadership and talent that it probably is not on your payroll right now. You can only promote people from within to, to so far, I would say, in a growing organization. And typically what we see in working with clients in a consulting capacity is that they bring us on you know, as business strategists, as a fractional COO or fractional CFO capacity, or a variety of all of that to help them with their growth strategy, which we do, we do very well, but we do it for a limited time. Uh, we are not a forever consulting company, and we typically work with clients about 12 to 18 months. And, and the reason for that is we want to teach them how to run a better business and to have greater confidence operating their business, but we don't want them to be dependent upon us as consultants forever. It's a little bit of a different philosophy than what other consultants may do in our industry, but it's the way we approach things. I would say in about 50% um, of the instances where we are working with um, a client in a consulting capacity, as we are transitioning out of that role, the client asks us to help source our replacement. And that's a natural occurrence. Um, they they want to have somebody in-house to pick up on the capabilities that we helped them build. And we will go through a process where working with an executive recruiter like John Fiddler of Fiddler & Associates, we will actually help them draft the um, uh, placement opportunity and the, for the candidate they're looking for, we'll also help them interview candidates, potentially onboard them and transition out of our role as the new candidate is transitioning into a VP of ops, for example, or a director of finance or a COO. All of those instances are quite common, and John Fiddler is uh, arguably um, the best in our industry at doing that. His is a very unique um, business that he's built for himself. He's he's very good at it. He's worked with a lot of enterprise-level DSOs as well, so he knows people up and down the food chain. We're thrilled to have him as a sponsor of the, conf uh, of the conference itself, but obviously we've worked with him uh, over a long period of time, and he does a great job at it. I Bailey is an accounting firm uh, that is a probably a top 20 to top 30 firm across the U.S. They have a significant healthcare presence, uh, and Scott Aberman is going to be speaking uh, at our conference to talk about financial reporting and DSO accounting, specifically cost center, cost allocation type of accounting, and line of sight reporting. And these guys are excellent at it. Scott is is very well versed. Uh, in the world of group practice dentistry, uh, has a lot of resources under the I. Bailey umbrella beyond just what he does. So they're a multifaceted firm. Uh, and we've got a lot of confidence in them, having worked with them uh, with multiple clients over a lot of different years. If you got your start as a dentist in your first or second location and your accountant was maybe a generalist, you know, um, there, there's a time and a place for that, and that's all fine and good. But as you start building a larger, you know, multi-location group that's got a, you know, a management company that's got a cost center administrative office and you're doing cost allocations based on a management services agreement, you got a different flow of funds up and down the organization, maybe even you're doing cap table management and things like that. Probably the accountant that you started with isn't going to be the accounting firm to take you the distance. And you owe it to yourself 
to have a better financial reporting structure that allows you to make decisions more rapidly or allows you to delegate issues down the food chain with clear line of sight reporting. And what I mean by that is something called variance and comparable in your reporting structure. Um, if you don't know what variance and comparable is, you're gonna learn about it in Denver because Scott's gonna share all of that. Um, and he does an excellent job in terms of accounting structure format and, and everything else for our group practice clients. They are really a, a top-notch firm. Uh, they're very user-friendly um, and do, do an excellent job for our clients. So we're thrilled to have Scott speaking on the conference, but also very grateful to have Ide Bailey as a sponsor of the conference. And I look forward to you getting to know Scott and the Ide Bailey guys a lot better um, in our time in Denver. And last but not least is a company that I know really well, and that's Patterson Dental Supply. Um, they do a tremendous job in the emerging market space. They do a good job in the enterprise level space, but obviously our conference in Denver is going to be the emerging group space of, you know, two to 20, let's just say, in terms of number of locations. Let me give you a little bit of an insight with them and maybe um, some things to think about as it relates to your relationship with your existing supplier, um, because Patterson's a company I know really well, having run three different businesses for them, and, and hopefully our relationship with them will grow um, uh, as our clients' needs evolves. If you are operating a group, you need to have a clear understanding of the uh, equipment and technology footprint that you have underneath your four walls and the health of that equipment. Downtime, uh, whether, whether it's traditional equipment or technology or a blend of both, uh, downtime is a crusher to um, a growing group where literally every chair hour counts. If I'm in your shoes, I want a, a distribution company to send a service technician in and do an overview of my equipment and technology. I want to know what the equipment is. I want to know serial numbers. I want to know the uh, overall age of it, the individual equipment, air, vac, intraoral, extraoral, chair light unit, certainly um, uh, server and IT infrastructure. I want to know the overall age of that equipment, and I want to know the current condition of that equipment because I want to be able to plan for obsolescence in terms of normal life cycle replacement. If you don't have a, a printed book or an Excel sheet or something along those lines that gives you clarity into what that is, and, and how um, uh, your your uh, equipment and technology is constituted in terms of the likely uh, time frame to replace it. If you don't have the line of sight into that, then you can't budget for it to replace it. And arguably, anytime something goes down, it's going to be a, a surprise to you. That's not the way I would want to operate my group. Patterson does a great job of this with your existing uh, business, you should also have them do the same thing for you for any practice that you're going to acquire. When it comes to a, an operational due diligence component, if I'm buying a practice, yeah, I want to do a chart audit. Yeah, the financials are of critical importance. But I also want to understand from a CapEx standpoint, after I buy this practice, what's the equipment I'm probably going to have to replace in the first 12 to 24 months? And you need a reliable distributor with a great service department to be able to help you forecast that 
and plan for obsolescence. Patterson does a great job in the uh, de novo space, working with um, Class A equipment manufacturers. And this needs to be something that you have sort of a, for lack of a, a better term, a template or a formula for, for the equipment that you're going to use to replace uh, stuff that's either obsolete or that fails outright. Uh, and this is a usually when I start talking about this with new clients, this is a different way of thinking about a supply company than just the cost of cotton rolls. So I would encourage you to sit down with your, your Patterson team and get a, a firm understanding of what the local branch can supply in terms of um, tech service and, and IT uh, type support, um, but not just from a support standpoint, I would say from like a current inventory standpoint, and then for a planned obsolescence standpoint, getting out ahead of supply chain issues, being able to forecast what your capex and reinvestment is, is critically important. And you want them to be able to do this proactively for you, not reactively. Obviously, we're thrilled to have them be a bronze sponsor on the Scaling from Clinician to CEO conference in Denver. You'll get to meet Linda and Linda uh, Geringer, uh, Andy Blake, and some of their team uh, at the conference as well. Uh, and hopefully you'll be able to dive into some different conversations with them. So sin sincere thanks to John Fiddler, Scott Aberman at Ide Bailey, um, Andy Blake and Linda Geringer uh, from Patterson Dental, uh, and look forward to you meeting all of them uh, when you join us in Denver. Hope you got a lot out of today's podcast as you do all of them. We are very grateful for the five-star reviews that we continue to get from y'all and all the nice compliments that I get along the way. Thanks so much for being a listener and a subscriber. We'll see you on the next episode.